Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Little Less Conversation. First off, we just want to wish everyone a happy new year. As always, I'm joined by Amma. Hey Ricky, happy new year. I know I'm saying it now to you, but I know I said it already a couple of days ago. Yeah, mate, happy new year to you too. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not much of a of a happy new year given Boris's announcement the other day. Yeah, given, given the new lockdown rules and also just Chelsea's shocking form at the moment. It's, yeah, everything seems to be piling up at the minute. Every time we're getting closer to doing it, a live recording, um, you know, he keep, Boris keeps pushing out. Yeah, he just he just doesn't want us to. He doesn't want us to thrive, does he? Stick to Zoom, lads. <laughs> how's your How's your year going so far? I know we're only a couple days in. Any New Year's resolutions? Not really. Um, I mean, there is always you know finding a new football team, but uh, I think I'll give it a few more months before I, I result to that. I mean, uh, for me, it's just gonna. I think we're just gonna have to keep it keep drinking a lot more and uh, that's the only way to get through this at the moment. It's not really a resolution, is it? Drink more, but okay. <laughs> anyway, enough, oh. enough talk about resolutions. Let's get straight into it. I think, uh, well, I'm a lot happier. You can, you can tell by my sound of my voice, actually. I'm a lot happier now than I am uh, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, you're a lot more perky than usual. <laughs> I know it's uh, we only beat West Brom, but you know it's uh, it's all starting to look a bit better for us at the moment. Um, and it, it's just such a strange season because I think it's been about three games now that we've won back to back, and you know you can see how much we've gone from being a relegation team to you know just three points, you know, off like you know top six, top top seven, really. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, although people were saying, "Oh, yeah, you're in a relegation battle. All it takes is two wins and." A- couple of well teams around you are going to lose you know anyway so you're always going to be up and down but then it it could you know what if your next two games come along and you lose the next two games all of a sudden you're in the shit again do you know what I mean yeah it's it's one of them where you need to get but like carry it on really I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the in the last couple of episodes, I think uh, you know I was I was calling for Arteta's uh, Arteta's head really uh, in terms of getting the sack. But you know, it's he he's decided. I think he had to do it, and he's done it at the right time in terms of changing the, the sort of the balance of the team. And he's finally put in some youngsters and some attacking players that you know, like Emil Smith Rowe and a sort of a number ten. And it's, it looks like he's made a massive difference. You know, I'm not saying he's the best. And uh, I mean, he's miles off it, but just having somebody who can actually play between the lines is is, is beautiful to see again. Yeah, it's got you going, really. It's that, that, that sort of spark you needed. And I think he's been forced into it more than anything. I don't think he wanted to do that um, as he would have done it earlier because you lot were playing so badly. I think he's just been forced into it because he, he hasn't really, really got any more options. And uh, luckily for him, it's paid off. I wouldn't even call it a masterstroke because the no, fans no. And, and even neutrals have been calling for it. For a lot of the season and I think yeah. uh, just given his inexperience as a coach I think this is like this is the way you'll have to learn sometimes the hard way you know fans will get on your back and like you say yeah, neutrals could see from a mile off you know months ago that you know the structure of the team it wasn't correct and everyone was calling for Erzalin you know that sort of player um, and he puts in a little bit of a creative plan and all of a sudden you, know, you start getting results it's all starting to piece together slightly again, which, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I put it down to inexperience, really, because I think an experienced manager would learn a lot earlier. Yeah, he, he, he was cutting it fine. And I think had he not got these last few wins, he wouldn't be here right now. He would be, be in the job, at the job centre, you know. <laughs> or on a virtual call to the job centre. He can't be, can't be even be going to the job centre nowadays. The, the younger players are definitely showing up, the, the more experienced ones. And, and uh, I'm, I'm half surprised by it, but I'm half not, you know. It's... it's it's, they're showing a lot of fearlessness, which we need. 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's kind of what you needed, and it was getting a bit stale with the likes of like, well, Lac- I mean, Lacazette. He's done really well all of a sudden last few games. Yeah, he's got some yeah, just, around him, so it doesn't make him look as slow. So <laughs> that's the thing. Everyone's doing the running for him. He just has to, you know, find the back of the net, uh, which makes his life a bit easier, I guess. But uh, not so much for Aubameyang, though. He's still struggling. Yeah, don't know what's happened. Yeah. What's happened to him at all? To be honest with you, he's just completely gone off the boil. Well, we went a couple of goals up against West Brom, and I'm thinking, you know what, this is the perfect time. Aubameyang's low on confidence. Get him a goal, and it, you know his season will kick on from there. But it just—I mean, you know—he didn't play badly in the game, so he's, he's making good runs. It's just—it's not falling for him the way that it, it did for him, you know the last few seasons. I think you know it's, it's never one of those things where he's fallen off. I think it's just you've got to give him time. He's—he's he's a good—he's a star, you know, a world-class player, really. Um, he'll get back to finding that form again. It's just—it's taken him a little bit of while this season, but we're getting there. We're getting there slowly. I mean, he might be closer to 40 by the time he refines his form, the way he's going. Yeah, listen, uh, at 40, I'm, still, I'm sure he'll still be banging in goals. Uh, he'll, be like, he'll be like the totty. I don't know about that, but hey. Listen, uh, just before, I want to I give a big shout out there to uh, Kieran Tierney. Um, best left back in the league. What a goal. With what? Best left back in the league. <laughs> You're having a laugh, mate. Best left back in the league. Are you, are you kidding? Who's better than him? Come on. Robertson, Chilwell. Nah, Chilwell, you're having a laugh. You're telling me about Tellez. Chilwell. Mate, Tierney is not Tierney is not the best left back in the league. I was thinking about this other day, yeah. Robertson is a quality left back, but he has a, a brilliant defence around him. And yeah, attacking attacking, you know, Robertson is quality, but you know, Tierney's solid both attacking and defensively. And he's playing in a shit Arsenal team that leaks goals. He, he's solid. So Tierney scores one goal against West Brom and you're calling him the best left back in the league. So it was goal of the season, maybe goal of the decade. And you don't think to mention the times where he was caught twerking on the pitch, you know, falling over, making a hash of things. Anyway, he's better than Chilwell, so my hands are... are, are Chilwell's been Chilwell's been one of our best players this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. Scored goals, got assists. I would have said it's Mendy. No, I don't know about that. Like, you know, maybe for the first five games, yeah. It's like, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal on the rise and you lot have taken a big dip over the last few few games. Yeah, it's like you've given us your, your form. Did you on to Chelsea? <laughs> Got your voodoo doll out, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just it's just not good enough, to be honest with you. It's just, you just, uh, it's just like the players don't want to be on the pitch or they just got somewhere else better to be. You know, there's no real energy. There's no spark. There's no enthusiasm. Off the pace, every, every game, they're like, Half a yard slower than the opposition. It seemed um, weird though, because you started so quite strong, I, I guess. Um, and you thought, you know, especially the last few games, haven't been, you know, that tough. You know, I mean, yeah, okay, we had Arsenal, but you know, other than the last few games, you should have, you know, got at least six points, really. Yeah, I know, and and I mean, we don't look like we're going to win games. Uh, we don't look like we've. I don't know what it is. It, it, it maybe it's a, a training thing. Maybe the intensity in the training isn't isn't a high enough standard, and that's just transferring onto the pitch. Mm. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. Something's not quite right. The players just yeah, they don't look up for it at all. It's like they're not bothered, and it's a, it's just really it's a bit of a piss take, really. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Lampard gets a lot of the blame, but at the end of the day, if the players aren't turning up and giving it a hundred percent, there's not much more he can do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but he's got to find a way to... I mean, it seems weird that it's come out of the blue, really. Like, why would he have to, you know, if you take it back four games, you would say, look, Chelsea, you know, you were going for almost a title challenge. They're thinking they're gelling, they're playing quite well. 
Um, it may be that, you know, because it's such a new group of players, they don't know each other fully yet. Is it, could that be a reason? I don't know. Yeah, possibly there's that as well. You're going to have ups and downs and you're going to go through tough periods with because it is a transitional stage right now but mm-hmm. um, to go from such a good strong position to probably being being you know one of the worst teams in, in the league over the last two three games like last two three weeks even you know it's, it's just it's just the decline is shocking and and maybe maybe they're just maybe it is just a, a dip in form I don't know we'll have to wait and see and I yeah. think yeah. FA Cup can't come soon enough you, meant, you uh, mentioned it uh, earlier and I said, you know, you, 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 a couple of games, if you get those wins, you know, you're back up there really. So it is a bit of a, it's a really odd season where a couple of games, six points propels you quite far up the table. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're seven points off the top. It's not a million miles away. Mm. Um, I think we're sitting in ninth place. So that tells you a lot about the, the season on the whole, the, the league on the whole. But yeah. just, just the performances haven't been good enough. You know, you're playing the likes of Arsenal, you know, even Villa to a certain extent because they've, they've had a good season so far. They're quite a dangerous team. And then Man City as well. Like three three big games. And like you said, you at least want six points from that. If you, if you take an L on one of them, you expect to at least get a win, maybe a win and a draw on the other two. And, and to not even do that is just, yeah, just the, the showing against Man City. Started off well, 10 minutes, they were full of energy, had the ball, you know, everyone was a bit shocked. Oh, Chelsea got possession. Mm. And then once the first goal went in, is like oh shit panic stations and it could, it could have been like four or five nil at half time to be honest with you. I was gonna say once that, yeah, it could have been a bloodbath. Yeah, once that first goal went in, that was it. They just started panicking and you could see the mistakes. Like three, four players running to the ball and you're just like, what the hell are you doing? Like just leaving so much space for the the other players and midfielders and yeah, just no organization, no urgency. Second half was a bit better. Um, especially in the first half it felt like you were missing like a leader in the midfield at least so you know you'd expect somebody like Kante to step up a bit you know control the midfield a bit but even he didn't have the best of games he's not that sort of player though is he where he's going to like command the midfield I mean he does his work and it kind of goes unnoticed you know to put in the tackles and interceptions but he was he was poor yeah. on on Sunday against Man City you know he's giving the ball away you know wasn't wasn't 100% at it same with Mount Mount wasn't quite at it as well and Kovacic was shit I don't know why he, he stayed on the pitch for as long as he did um, he should have come off a lot sooner and it's only when Gilmore and Hudson Adoy came on there was a bit more about it yeah, yeah. yeah a bit more energy a bit more little, it wasn't a massive amount it must have changed but I mean we got a goal that came through Havertz setting up Hudson Adoy. You know that will do a bit, give it a little bit of confidence to the players that maybe need it, like Havertz, Hudson Adoy. You know, and hopefully next game they start the next league game they start. And I think Giroud needs to play up top. I'm surprised um, he hasn't got the game time, especially you know I definitely thought against Arsenal he would start and and he would uh, come on or at least come on and, and do something. But even against City, I thought you know he's he's the kind of player you know you you can bring in your your wingers and. It seems like he's 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 put him on the bench for a reason, as opposed to I don't know if it, it may be linked to the January transfer window because there's a lot of rumours saying Giroud might you know maybe looking to leave. Well, now today they were saying he's going to stay, and you know Chelsea want him to stay. He wants to stay for the rest of the season, so I think he'll stay. I think you need him. Um, if you lost him, you'd be a bigger disadvantage. Oh yeah, definitely. He's our top scorer. He's got like the best goals per minutes ratio in the league at the moment. I know he doesn't play that much, but that, that says a lot. Mm. And uh, I think he's he should have played in the big games. You know, he missed a couple of big games now and, and scored against Villa. 
So I don't see why. It's not like he's not going to play 90 minutes. You're going to bring bring someone on after 60, 70 minutes to replace him, mm. which is fine. But you can do damage in that in that time, you know, and, and the tactics they're playing, especially with Ziyech on the pitch, it's just crosses, you know, looking for people to get on the end of a cross. Yeah. There's nobody yeah. better than Giroud at that. So to have like Werner on the pitch when you're crossing the ball, Werner likes to come out of the box or like drift out a little bit. He's not going to be winning headers in the box. So just tactically, if you're going to set up like that and play like that, you have to have the right personnel in as well. And again, maybe it's similar to Arteta, just just a bit of naivety from Lampard and a bit of inexperience. And I think so. You know, at one point we were doing quite something quite similar, crossing into the box for nobody in the box, and somebody like Bamiang. Like I said, I said to you earlier as well, he's not a header of the ball. You know, he's a, like a bit like Werner, he drifts in and you know makes the runs in behind. Um, so maybe, I mean, Werner is another one. I know you mentioned Bamiang with a bit of a, a lack of form and confidence, but Werner is definitely looking like he's lost that as well. Yeah, but then I, I also think that comes down to the way we're playing as well, because mm-hmm. it just doesn't suit his style of play. You know, if, you've, if you watch videos of him, you know, he drifts into the channels and he makes those runs in behind. When we're playing, there's no space in behind the defence because we're, we're just you know, hitting it to the fullbacks, they're running down the wing and then looking to cross. By that point, the defence is already backed up into their own bot. I mean, he's not getting really the chances that we saw early on in the season where he was running in behind defences and scoring. And, you know, that's what that's the sort of player he is. He just, yeah, just get the tactics right for the, the, the players you're putting on the pitch. And that's something Frank hasn't done. He's not setting up. Even the formation, like, you might have to change the formation about. Maybe you have two, two players sitting to offer a bit more protection to the defence and have, you know, the rest it's going forward. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's his decisions at the end of the day, Lampard. And, and I, I you know, it'd be sad, but it might cost him his job. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of fans calling for it on social media. Do you think he'll get the sack? If it carries on like this, yeah. I think he's probably got got FA Cup next. So that, I don't think that one really counts. Probably got to a couple more Premier League games. I think he needs to get two wins in the next two games. I think we're playing Fulham, which is it's a London, it's a West London derby, so it's going to be a, a big game, uh, regardless of whether Fulham are doing good or not. Will, will Loftus-Cheek be able to play against Chelsea? Uh, nah, he won't. Nah. It'd be quite funny to him show, show up uh, Lampard and then Lampard gets a sack after that game. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, no, nah, he, he can't he can't play against us. <laughs> I mean, the, the one rumour I did see on Twitter, which I sent you earlier, was... Uh, there's a, there's a rumour that Shevchenko could be the man to replace Lampard. Now that, as a, as an Arsenal fan, would be brilliant. Brilliant to see. Why would it be brilliant for you lot? For Shevchenko, we've got no manager experience. It's brilliant. No, he does have managerial experience. He's, he used to manage uh, like Dynamo Kiev and I think he won the league there as well. He has got experience and he's been coaching and stuff quite a while now, but I just don't think he's the right man for the job. <laughs> I feel like his managerial career, if he ever had one at Chelsea, would go the way of... Uh, his footballing career at Chelsea, which was abysmal. So, yeah, well, I'm sure Bramovich will give him more time than anyone else. So, you never know, we might even end up with Gus Hiddinkin again for the, for the like fifth or sixth or seventh time, however many times he's, he's come back. Big shout out to Rafa Benitez, another one could come back. Oh, hey, <laughs> I don't know, I was always a bit uh, iffy with Rafa, especially from his Liverpool days. Speaking of uh, Liverpool, do you see the result last night? Um, Liverpool slipped up again. Yeah, I did. I did. I watched that and uh, I enjoyed it as well. I thought Southampton deserved deserved to win. You know, they put in a really good shift and uh, the goal was a good goal. I don't know. Did you catch the goal, Ings? Danny Ings. Uh, was it like in the fifth minute or something? 
Uh, it was like second minute. <laughs> it was like really early doors. It was a nice little cheeky little lob. Yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a FIFA goal that one. But um, Trent, Trent made the mistake, and he also, I think it was like thirty-eight times or something, he gave the ball away. It's a new record for this season. I read that he must have had a shocker of a game. He got subbed off after fifty minutes. So I think that that says it all for Milner as well. Even better, mini boring James Milner. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I know we. I don't know. Liverpool still look strong, even though you know they've they've slipped up a few times now. You know they're getting a bit stuck, and then they're not able to you know outdo teams that they were doing last season. You know they were just steamrolling teams last season for fun. Um, they're struggling a bit. Yeah, their away form has been a lot worse this season. I think that's been the difference. Uh, whereas last season they were a lot better away from home. And I think it's just something about this 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 year. Uh, I don't know whether it's because of COVID or what, but everything just seems up in the air. And maybe it's the fans not being in the stadiums is less of an incentive for the players to, to put on a show. But uh, yeah, it's been so up and down. And I think Liverpool's results throughout the season epitomised epitomize that really. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully they continue to lose. I, I mean, I'm on the opposite. I think I'd, I'd rather Liverpool to win because, um, you know, United are, are creeping up there to the top of the league and uh, I'd definitely would rather have Liverpool win it again than, than United win it. Yeah, do you know what? Better yet, hopefully Man City just steamroll everyone and uh, win the title because I'd rather they win it than, than the rest. I mean, the way that this season's going, like I think Aston Villa got a couple of games in hand, you know, if they win those, you know, you never know. They might even top the league. Might be a Leicester 2.0. No, I, I don't think so somehow. I think <laughs> it's, it's been that sort of a season where the teams that have, the, the lesser, the lower teams that have done really well will have a blip at some point. Um, but their saving grace is that they've done so well at the start of the season that they will never be in danger of getting relegated. And they can, you know, sort of go for Europa League spots, maybe even Champions League as well. I can't see there being a surprise winner this year, though. I think one of the, one of the big guns will, will step up to the plate. We, I mean, we're only ten points off off the top of the league, so uh, it could be. You know, you mentioned big guns, so. Uh, and it could oh be- no, sorry, I, I, I didn't mean big big gunners. <laughs> Just, I meant the, the big teams. You know, that, that top four, top six sort of area. So now that it's January, obviously the the transfer window is reopened and teams can can strengthen. I'm sure there will be a few teams that are, are out in the market. What about Arsenal? Is there anything going on with you lot? Well, I mean, it's day five and uh, we've already been linked to Julian Draxler. So it's just, <laughs> just another year then, isn't it? It's just another January transfer window. Listen, we so. get linked to them every year and every year is the same story. So I'm, I'm I'm fed up of seeing that one. But I mean, in fairness to to the club, they they've already they've got rid of Kalasinac. I mean, I know. They have got rid of him but he's gone out on loan um, Saliba's gone back to France uh, there's rumours that Socrates is, is on his way out and potentially Ozil is going to the MLS apparently I don't know if we'll buy anyone I have a feeling we won't um, just given the funds I don't think we'll have funds to do it but I'd, I'd like to see us buy a, a, an attacking midfielder um, but I don't think it'll happen yeah obviously Julian Brandt's name's come up a few times and uh, that, that might be a possibility for you lot but again money is the issue I think yeah I mean, you can get a, a cheeky loan deal 
Um, I, I'd be I'd be up for that. I don't. I think we should just we should we, we definitely need an attacking midfielder. If we can get one on loan, probably. I don't think we'll go out and spend money because I don't think we can afford it. Um, but yeah, let's see. Let's see. I saw um, I saw another one. I saw. I think you mentioned it earlier, or you you sent it to me earlier today. Is uh, Arnautovic? Maybe there's a rumor that he might go back to West Ham. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that one's just more more to get people excited about the transfer window. Really, I don't think that will ever ever go through. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of issues with his wages and stuff like that what about uh, with you guys at Chelsea do you reckon you, you'll get any of a deal you need anyone yeah I would just do a full squad overhaul in January sell everyone bring in a totally new team and uh, yeah no I'm only joking I, what I'd do is I'd, I'd try and get in Declan Rice he's and the sort of player we need in the midfield I think he would just add that freshness and I think he he has those sort of leadership qualities that you were mentioning earlier he would like you know sort of marshal that midfield and, and I know he's only a young lad but from just looking at his performances at West Ham we've seen him do that and a few few matches, you know, where he's, he's really stood up and and made his own, you know, made the game his own. But uh, yeah, we're missing that at the moment. That's that's probably the only one that I would really go for. Um, I mean, let's wait and see. It's early doors. We've still got, you know, another three weeks of this. So I know uh, day by day we'll hear a lot more bullshit. Really. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's, it's not going to be a dry January either way. So. Okay, I think we'll wrap things up there, guys, for our first episode back. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Remember to follow us on all the socials at Pod and send us all the messages and comments you like. And, you know, if there's anything in particular you want to pair us talk about. And I said uh, I said to Ricky earlier that our next episode is going to be episode number 14. So we'll do a little special to uh, Arsenal legend Thierry Henry and uh, Chelsea legend Bertrand Traore. <laughs> I was going to say Andre Scherler. So <laughs> wait. <laughs>